the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up this time to you and I just ask that you guide my words, guide my thoughts, let my words be your words, let my thoughts be your thoughts, and help the ears to hear. Not hear exactly what I'm saying, but what you want them to hear. Uh, it, it is quite different. And Lord, I just put this all in your hands, and I know that you can deliver this message a lot better than I can. And I just want to be used as an open vessel. And so use me, Lord, and help me to be the servant that you created me to be so that I can do what you want done and to help those that need help. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you so much for all you've done in my life. I thank you so much what you've done in the people that I love. I see you working all the time, and it's so amazing to me. And I just appreciate you. I love you so much, Heavenly Father, and I just thank you so much. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so today, the show, when, I, when I'm talking to the Lord and I'm praying about it, I'm saying, what are we going to talk about? What do we need uh, what am I dealing with right now in my life? And so the word popped into my head, discernment. And discernment is a really big thing. And sometimes we have head knowledge and we just go forward on decision making on what we think is the best thing to do. But have you, let me just ask you this, have you ever been in a situation where you did some research and your mind is saying to do one thing? But then you have this little gut feeling or this heart thing that's saying, ooh, caution, caution. Maybe there's something more we need to be researching. Maybe there's something else, another rock that we need to turn over and find out if we have all the information to make the educated decision that we are put in a position to make. I just want everybody to understand that our choices that we make every second of every day, they don't just affect you and they don't just affect me. There's other people. Our decisions have a ripple effect, and they affect more than just us. So take consideration. Be intentional with your decision-making. And remember that there's other people watching you. There's other people that will be affected in any decision you make. So how important is discernment anyway? Pretty important. So that's what this show is going to be about. I just want to share with you right now something that um, just hot off the press. Harvest Crusade just happened. The eclipse just happened. How many watched that? Um, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I was in the middle of a meeting and, you know, I just didn't watch it. But I've seen a lot of pictures on Facebook and it, it looked totally amazing. And to have something that only happens once so often is kind of wonderful, isn't it? Uh, so, you know, for those that drove a long way and flew a long way to go see it, that's great. And thank you for sharing your pictures on Facebook. But I wanted to share with you something. 
is this is a magazine that just hot off the press for Salem Communications that was handed out to the Harvest Crusade, and that was a huge endeavor. And I love it because it says, what is love? Now, if you ask yourself that question, what is love? What, what would be your answer? You know, is it a feeling? Is it a, a thought? What is love? Very interesting question. And I, I just love this magazine. It's got the little two sparklers. How many had sparklers when they were growing up on 4th of July? Uh, pretty exciting. I, I used to love that. I like the snakes on the curb, too. My, my mother, I remember, she didn't like how they left black marks on the curb. For those of you that can remember way back when. Uh, but it was really fun. The smell was kind of weird. But anyway. So on the inside, centerfold, take it. I, I just i am pretty excited. But guess what? I made the centerfold. I think that's funny. Anyway, so it says, meet the termite lady, and there's explanation there. And then on the other side, it's talking about E. coli and the alternative traditional treatments, and there's coupons inside. So uh, $50 for pest control and $100 off termite. And I want you to notice something here that I think is really important for me. Do you see this right here where it has a little fish? You know, it's pretty recognizable for those that understand what the fish signifies. But for others, it might just be a graphical, colorful thing that kind of draws your eye to E. coli. Then you have this picture down here, and guess what? That's me, and it's a technician. I've got a technician shirt on. Everybody thought I should be in a technician shirt, so I obliged, and I did that. We have been voted best probably five years in a row now, which is really a great honor, and uh, we're pretty proud of that. So anyway, this is a magazine, and what is love? I will tell you personally, I was doing a Bible study for married couples a long, 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 long time ago. And uh, my husband, uh, fireman, uh, had to work the night that we were having it. And so I decided to, well, he asked me if I would um, lead the Bible study. And so I did. And we were talking about love and we were talking about marriage and I started to try to define what love was to me or what it looked like. And what I came up with, and you, I'm sure everybody can have their own definition of what love is to them. But for me, um, you know, actions speak louder than words, right? I mean, that's true. And you will know a person by their fruit. I think that that's true, too, in business, at home, your character, your morals, your value. Uh, you know, it shows, like it or not. Who you are when no one's looking, that's who you really are. Somebody needed to hear that, I guess. Anyway, when I was defining this for me, what I came up with is the visual or the outpouring of putting another person before yourself. To me, that's the best definition I can come up with of what love looks like. It's when you are putting others before yourself. When you really love somebody, that other person is you know, is before you. So you can ask yourself, do I really love this person? Would I put this person before me in all situations? It's a good indicator on how much you are capable or how much you're willing to put yourself out there and sacrifice. I think that's a really good message. There are people out there right now that are wondering, should I marry this person? There are people out there that are wondering if they should continue on in this relationship. Ask yourself that question. And then with the answer to that question, ask yourself what part of that is yours. Look at the person in the mirror and decide, you know, where you fit. Is there anything you can do differently? Are you capable of loving to that level? 
You know, dogs are so wonderful, aren't they? They can teach us a lot of lessons. One is unconditional love. No matter what you do to them, you forget to feed them. You know, they're still there and they wag their tail and they just love you and lick you to death. Not to death, but they lick you. And I just love my little dogs. They're so, they're so wonderful. Great companions. Don't complain too much. Maybe bark a little bit. Maybe cause a little bit of a trouble. You know, you have to sacrifice and make sure they're fed and make sure they're walked and all that. But the, you know, what they bring back to you is is so wonderful and comforting, isn't it? I love my little girls, my little girl and my little boy. Now I have a little boy. I've never had a little boy dog before. Whew, totally different thing. Just saying. Okay, so we're going to talk about discernment and. Um, we're already moving past, you know, what is love and what does it look like for you? So I'm just doing a little summary. And uh, are you willing to put others before yourself? That's a really good question, isn't it? I hope that helps. It definitely helped me during that time. So I'm going to put my glasses on because I have to read now. And thank you so much for joining on live, Facebook, Facebook Live, whatever you want to call it. I really appreciate that. I don't know who's listening because I had to turn my camera around, so I can't see you. So you can see me. I can't see you. Just like on the microphone, you can hear me, but I can't see you. And thank you for joining. So if you're just joining in right now, thank you so much for doing so. This is the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spell like fries, one word, dot com. Go to my website. Go to my website and check it out. I want to know you're there. Connect with me. Give me your email. Tell me what's going on in your life. If you need prayer, if you need resources, I might not have the answer. But I do have resources, and it's really wonderful, and I feel very blessed in that, that I have resources. And I'm here, and I want to serve, and I want to help. So let me do that. Let me help you, okay? And if you have encouraging words, I'll always accept. And if you have constructive criticism, I'd like to hear that, too. You know, if you think that there's something I could do differently or better, I'm all ears. I want to know because I want to do the most and be the best I can be and put everything I can into uh, being quality uh, for the Lord. I want to do my best at all times. So I'm going to start this. What is biblical discernment? And why is it important? And this was written not by Sufries. This was written by John MacArthur. John MacArthur. My daughter went to the school that he represents, and um, I'll just leave it there. Anyway, so in its simplest definition, discernment is nothing more than the ability to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. Would you say that that's true? If you thought about it, discernment, what is it? I kind of picture it like, do you have a little voice on this side and a little voice on this side? You know, one on the right shoulder, one on the left shoulder. And do you ever have where sometimes the little right voice is telling you, go ahead, you can do it. And then the other voice is saying, oh, no, no, you shouldn't be doing that right now. Have you ever had that where you have this little struggle going on with, you know, this conversation that's happening inside your head? How about the conversation you have that's you have your emotions that are there for a reason you need to pay attention. It doesn't mean you need to respond and react based on how you feel. It just means you need to pay attention. It's kind of like I I think emotions are kind of like the gas gauge in your car. It's telling you that you, you know, might need fuel. Right. You might need, uh, you know, you might need to pay attention to your engine somehow. Your emotions are there to to give you warning. They're there to. You know, kind of keep you aware of what's going on. And your head is there to do the thought process, the heavy lifting. It's there. Okay. And so together, if you have those, you know, um, in unity, pretty sure that you're pretty good as far as making a decision if you've got both of those in alignment. If they're in alignment, that's a good thing. 
So discernment is the process of making careful distinctions in our thinking about truth. In other words, the ability to think with discernment is synonymous with an ability to think biblically. So discernment has something to do with the Bible. All right. First Thessalonians five twenty one twenty two teaches that it is the responsibility of every Christian to be discerning, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Abstain from every form of evil. So you'd have to define what's evil. Did you know if you write evil backwards, it's live or live? That came to me in a dream. I know that's kind of strange. But it was really weird, and I'm going to tell you my dream. I'm just going to give you a little side note. This just came to me. I'm sleeping, and I'm dreaming, and I normally don't remember my dreams. Do you remember your dreams? And I wake up, and I'm thinking, that was really strange. Because um, there's stepping stones going into a house. Don't recognize the house. I was walking into a house. And as I'm stepping on the stones, each one of the stones had a letter. So as I stepped on it, kind of like hopscotch, but I stepped on the stone, it said L, and then it said I, and then it said V, and then it said E, four steps into the house. So live, right? Live, live, okay? Then I did something in the house, and then on my way back, I did the same thing in reverse. And by doing that, I read the letters out, and it was evil. And I'm like, wow. That's really strange. Have you ever had, you know, an epiphany or a, a realization that one word that is, you know, to live and to live live, uh, you know, could be evil. It's just interesting. You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. Thank you, San Diegans, for tuning in. Thank you, The Word, KDAR in Ventura. Thank you, KUHL, Santa Maria. Thank you, KCBQ in San Diego and KPRZ. Thank you so much. I've been doing this for eight and a half years, and that just is mind-boggling to me that I've been on this air for eight years, and I have a TV show Right? Yeah, I have a TV show, and it's called The Sue Free Show. Imagine that. And it's, um, what is it, LA36.org. So it's internet, but it's also on television, channel 36. Pretty amazing. Just crazy. Anyway, so the Apostle John issues a similar warning when he says, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's 1 John 4, 1. According to the New Testament, discernment is not optional for the believer. It is required. Discernment is required. My daughter, Tiana, she has always been discerning. And, and what she says to me, and she said this since early on, and she says, Mom, I want to live my life with no regrets. Think about that. If you're goal in life and your decision making had that attached to every decision i want to live my life with no regrets that's pretty heavy order pretty heavy order not much room for mistakes so she really sometimes in my opinion overthinks things because she wants to live life with no regrets so she's overthinking things sometimes but that's tiana that's my little girl who i adore My son is very um, technical in his thinking. He's very literal in his thinking. So everything is literal with him. If you say it's 504 and it's 504 and 30 seconds, he's going to correct you. But that's just him. And everybody is built differently. Same mom, same dad, but everybody is different. And it's pretty amazing because God created each and every one of us for a specific purpose. 
Do you know what yours is? Discernment is helpful in understanding this. Asking God to reveal to you, why am I here? I can remember asking that question early on. Why am I here? It's got to be more than what I'm doing. It's got to be more than what I've got. It's, it's got to be more than this, God. Seriously, come on. You just reveal it to me. I just want to know, why am I here? Is it just to take care of my little sister? Is it to clean? Is it to do homework? How old was I? Take a guess. Anyway, the key to living an uncompromising life lies in one's ability to exercise discernment in every area of his or her life. For example, failure to distinguish between truth and error leaves the Christian subject to all manner of false teaching. False teaching then leads to an unbiblical mindset, which results in unfruitful and disobedient living a certain recipe for compromise. Are you compromising? Unfortunately, discernment is an area where most Christians stumble. They exhibit little ability to measure the things they are taught against the infallible standard of God's word. And they unwittingly engage in all kinds of unbiblical decision-making and behavior. In short, they are not armed to take a decidedly biblical stand against the onslaught and unbiblical thinking and attitudes that face them throughout their day. That can cause havoc to our lives, can't it? You know, sometimes I, I, I've said this to people is that Christians kind of take all the guesswork. And when you're a Christian and you're living by God's word, it, it kind of makes things black and white. There's not a whole lot of gray area. And that can be really uh, comforting and it can be really easier in decision making but there's some of those tough decisions can't give you one right now but i i have tough decisions a lot of the times and and i have to really like just okay lord what do you want me to do in this discernment intersects the christian life at every point and god's word provides us with the needed discernment about every issue of life Every issue of life, I know that there's times when I'm making decisions and I'm like, okay, where would I find that in the Bible? Okay, I don't remember a story that that would cover this. Where would I find the answer to this issue in the Bible? And that's tough sometimes. According to Peter, God has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Excellence. I love that word, excellence. Second Peter 1.3. Look it up. You see, it is through the true knowledge of him that we have been given everything we need to live a Christian life in this fallen world. And how else do we have true knowledge of God but through the pages of his word, the Bible? In fact, Peter goes on to say that such knowledge comes through God's granting to us his precious and magnificent promises. Second Peter 1 through 4. Discernment, the ability to think biblically about all areas of life, is indispensable to an uncompromising life. It is incumbent upon the Christian to seize upon the discernment that God has provided for in his precious truth. Without it, Christians are at risk of being tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Ephesians 4.14. Are you feeling that right now? Are you feeling like you're being tossed in the wind? Because if you're being tossed... That means that there's a foundation that could be more firm. There's something missing in that structure, in that foundation of your your will, your belief system, something. There's something not um, set up exactly like it should be in order for you to get the full um, feeling of life. Uh, 
Okay, so here's another one. This is this is another article that was written by a Peter Kreeft, and I don't know who that is, but it's on discernment. Don't have a date on when this was done. But uh, does God have one right choice for me in each decision I make? Hmm. Does he? When do we pray for wisdom to discern God's will? When it comes to choosing a mate, a career, a job change, a move, a home, a school, a friend, a vacation, how to spend money, or any other choice, big or little, whenever there are two or more different paths opening up before us and we have to choose, how do we discern it? I kind of, I got a visual right then when I was reading that about the fork in the road. Right? You could go down this path. You could go down this path. How many of us have experienced this during our life? More than once, I'm sure. And so how do we figure out what path to take? And oh my gosh, what if we make a mistake? What if we choose the wrong thing? You have two job offers. This one has this to offer. This one has this to offer. Oh my goodness, you have two mates that you could marry. Both of them want to marry you. Which one do you choose? Goodness, nice problem to have. Maybe, maybe not. But how do you decide that discernment of having your head and your heart united is a good place? But you still have to have that understanding of what's important, right? You have to understand biblical principles. Five general principles of discernment of God's will that apply to all questions about it. And therefore, to our question two are the following. Number one, you ready? Always begin with data, with what we know for sure, right? You have to gather information. You have to get the knowledge. Judge the unknown by the known, the uncertain by the certain. Adam and Eve neglected that principle in Eden and ignored God's clear command and warning for the devil's promised pig in a poke. So get the data. Gather as much information as you can because you're only as good as the information you have. Number two, let your heart educate your mind. I love that. Let your heart educate your mind. What do you mean by that, Mr. Peter Kreeft? Let your love of God educate your reason in discerning his will. Jesus teaches this principle in John seven seventeen in the Pharisees. Would that certain scripture scholars today would heed it? They were asking how they could interpret his words and gave and he gave them the first principle of The science of interpretation. If your will were to do the will of my father, you would understand my teaching. The saints understand the Bible better than the theologians because they understand its primary author. Hmm. So knowledge and then the heart. God, by loving him with their whole heart and their whole mind. So number three, have a soft heart, but a hard head. I've never heard that before, but that sounds pretty good to me. How about you? We should be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Sharp as a fox in thought, but loyal as a dog in will and deed. Sharp as a fox. Hmm. Soft heartedness does not excuse soft headedness and hard headedness does not excuse hard heartedness. (laughs) In our hearts, we should be bleeding heart liberals and in our heads stuck in the mud conservatives. Do you agree with that? How would that help us? Moving forward, how would that help us in making decisions? How would that help us in these Because we are making choices every minute of every day, and we want to make the right one. We want to live life without regrets. At least I think we do. We want to make the right choice, right? We do. We have this little voice and this little voice, and okay, which one's the right one? Gee, I'm not sure. Discernment. We need discernment. Right and wrong. Knowledge. 
We need that. We will be back with more of the Sue Freeze right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And, Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments it sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services they're very effective so if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals know that we have an array of options for termite control don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home call ecola termite and pest control services now 800-332-BUGS 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com ecola powerful termite and pest control as gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, please just get in touch with me. All you need to do is go to Sue Freeze, spell like fries, one word, dot com. Go there. Tell me what you're interested in. Tell me what your fears, concerns are, and I can work through that with you because, you know, I've been doing advertising for a long, long, long time, and I've learned a lot, and I would love to share that with you and, and make the uh, road less um, painful. <laughs> I, I went through the school of hard knocks and I can tell you what works, what doesn't work and what I've learned. Cause I've learned quite a bit and it's been a fun challenge and, um, I'm still learning. I love learning. I think as a leader, you need to always be learning and always be ready to recognize when you've made a mistake and apologize quickly. So I'm going to keep going on this subject matter. I also want to say that if you go, when you go to Sue Freeze, spell like fries, one word, dot com, there is so much information there. There is Sue Freeze TV, YouTubes. Um, there's one where I'm riding a Harley and I'm talking about get back up again because I had an accident, almost lost my leg, almost died. Um, there's one about the horse. I don't even know if I've posted that one yet about the horse that's a whole nother issue um then there's one where i'm riding a unicycle and i'm talking about the five love languages and that's very interesting it was very um thought provoking when i when i uh, got the book when i was in i don't know where i was it was a south african couple that actually gifted us that for 
um, exchange for uh, driving them around. They didn't have a car, but they had this book and they had this knowledge that we really needed. They must have seen that. So anyway, uh, Five Love Languages is a great book to understand your children better, to understand uh, your significant other and how you love because we give what we want to receive. So it's really interesting to dive into that and learn more about it. Sponsoring the show is great. Um, the book I wrote on learning to breathe is a book about my journey with my son, Tyson. He works with me. He's an inspector and a manager. He makes sure the 65s on the road are on the road and they're working um, and, and not breaking down. And they're equipped and we're able to take care of our customers to the best of our ability. And so I'm very appreciative and thankful and blessed that my son works with me. And uh, on a side note, this last weekend, um, the... Uh, the God Dream Ministry House is moving right along. Uh, I found this special product at uh, Costco, and I used it on this brass handrail that goes up the stairs that was totally black. And I'm thinking, I wonder if this is, you know, if I can get this back to its normal luster and beautifulness. And I did, and I posted it on Facebook. Um, I left a middle section of it dark and dirty so you could see just how beautiful this thing became. And it's pretty amazing. And it kind of gives me a visual of us as people and how we go through so much in our lives, so much, you know, most of us, have, we all have a story, we all have a journey, and we get hurt and hurt and hurt, and we forgive, and then we get hurt, and sometimes people don't even know they're hurting us, but we get hurt, and with that, I think we get like that brass rail. To where it becomes blackened, it becomes numb, it becomes to where we can't feel to the extreme that God wants us to because we protect ourselves and we, we put ourselves this little mask or this shell on so people can't penetrate and really get close. And, and the sadness of that is that, you know, we have to have an open heart that's vulnerable and that's difficult for us because we could get hurt. And discernment is part of that. Discernment can help us distinguish those people that we can have around us that we can trust and know that they have our best interests at heart. That no matter what, even if they don't agree with everything that we do, they still love us. My little sister, Darcy, she just expressed that to me just recently because we had a, I don't want to say falling out, but we had a disagreement. And I don't think there's any way of resolving that. We just need to talk through it so each person can be heard. But as far as coming to an agreement or a center line, I don't know if we'll reach that. But one thing she said, and it's one thing I agree with, too, is that no matter what, no matter whether we agree with each other or not, we will love each other till our deaths. We support each other and we will be there for one another till death. Do we part? And this is my little sister. And I'm just so thankful that no matter what has gone on, there's not a judgment. There's a love and support. And I can always rely on my little sister being there for me. And she can always rely on me being there for her. And it's really a wonderful love to have something like that. And I really wish that with everyone. I wish everybody could experience that. And, you you know, it's not you don't have a slew of these kind of people that you can have that depth and that level of love. But, you know, when you find it and you have it, it's embrace it and just count your blessings and don't let anything happen to it. Uh, It's just really a wonderful thing. So discernment is what we're talking about. And it's very important in this world that we have it and use it, pay attention to it. We need to pay attention to our feelings. And like I said earlier, we don't always have to act upon our emotions. We shouldn't, but they are there as a gauge and we need to pay attention. Don't stuff it. 
you know, and just ask yourself, why am I feeling what I'm feeling right now? What is going on inside of me? Because sometimes, you know, have you ever experienced that where you, something's going on, but you really don't understand why? You don't understand what, what's that all about? Or you might blatantly just say something out and you go, wow, where'd that come from? Sometimes you'll say something, you go, oh my gosh, I told myself I would never say that. It sounded just like my mother. And I love my mother. God bless her soul. She's in heaven looking down on me, and I'm sure she's giggling right now. You know, but, but those things happen, right? But in our emotions, things happen, and, and they're there to, to, for a gauge, and we need to pay attention to them. So, number four, that's what we were on. All God's signs should line up. By a kind of trigonometry, there are at least seven such signs. Are you ready for them? One is scripture. Number two is church teaching. Number three is human reason, which God created, by the way. Four, the appropriate situation or circumstances which he controls by his providence. Five, conscience. Our innate sense of right and wrong. We all have that. Sometimes we fight it, don't we? But we all have it. Six, our individual personal bent or desire or instinct. And number seven is prayer. Test your choice by holding it up before God's face. If one of these seven voices says no, don't do it. If none say no, do it. Wow. Ah, So there's seven things we have to check off, okay? And if you don't know what they are, I think I need to write them on my website so you can uh, you know, play back. If you podcast, you can play this back and listen as many times as you want. Please share the podcast. They're there for you. There is a program called Tune In, I guess, and Tune In is great. I don't know why, but I have the free app of KKLA, but for some reason, every time I go to listen to my show, it won't, it won't go on. So if that happens to you, I'm sorry. Go to Tune In and you'll get it. And I wish KKLA would always work. I would prefer you go in there, but if you can't, plan B. Is tune in. Okay, I'm also on um, some other things. iHeart. I think I think you can find me on iHeart too. So number five, look for the fruits of the spirit, especially the first three. Do you know what those are? No. Let me tell you. Yes. Congratulations. No. Love, joy, and peace. Okay. Stop for a second. Ask yourself. Do you feel love? Do you feel joy? And do you feel peace? You will be known by the fruit. Your children will be known by their fruit. Do they love? Do they have joy? And do they have peace? Do I, do you have love, joy, and peace? And if not, if we are angry and anxious and worried, loveless and joyless and peaceless, we have no right to say we are sure of being securely in God's will. Wow. That's a temperature gauge, isn't it? So there's been times with my uh, family that I've said, where's the joy? The joy of the Lord will be your strength. Where's the joy? I don't see the joy in your life. Do you have joy in your life? It's different than happy. Happy is from happy, happiness, and happiness and happy is from happenings which is fleeting. It's like buying a car and you smell the great leather or the, you know, the new car smell, but then that goes away. Then what? What's the next thing that has to happen in order for you to be happy? But the joy of the Lord be your strength. Where do you find the joy of the Lord? Discernment itself should not be a stiff, brittle, anxious thing, but 
since it too is part of God's will for our lives, loving and joyful and peace-filled, more like a game than a war, more like writing love letters than taking final exams. This is really good, really good. So uh, I had my assistant, Lydia, thank you, Lydia, for doing this, the dictionary Google search, discernment, the ability to judge well, in exclamations, an astonishing lack of discernment. Number two, in Christian context, perception in the absence of judgment with a view to obtaining spiritual direction and understanding. Without providing for a time of healing and discernment, there will be no hope of living through this present moment without a shattering of our common life. That's in parentheses. The ability to understand inner qualities or relationships, the discernment to know when someone is a true friend. How do you know when you can really trust somebody? There's a question. In my workplace, my management team, my employees, how do I know I can trust them? And how important is it in a work setting to be able to trust those that you put in positions of responsibility that are making decisions that can affect everybody in your company? How important is that? I can answer that question. It's really, really important that I choose wisely, that I use discernment, that I have the right people in the right place doing the right thing because it, those choices are affecting many. And I'm sure you can relate to this in any aspect of your life. Who are you surrounding yourself? Who are you putting in your path? Who, who do you trust? I don't want to be around people I can't trust. I don't. I just don't. You know, I used to be in the acting world a lot more, have my SAG card, because uh, I won a car on American Bandstand, and I, I got an uh, agent, and um, I had to learn how to read for a, a spot for, for commercials and, and, you know, TV. I was on um, a soap opera, and I was on, I think I've done 21 commercials before I got into the bug business. And uh, during that time, I just felt it was so... Um, fake the world that I lived in I'd go into an audition and it's like a cattle call and there's all these people and because you have a certain look the other people that have the same kind of look are on on that call too and they say oh it's so good to see you oh and down deep you know that they don't want you there because they could get the job and they're not going to get it so you know that going in that that's the way it is and it's very backstabbing and and not good if you're tuning in right now, thank you so much for doing so. This is the Sue Free Show. And I'm so thankful. I really am. And all things give thanks. And I am just so thankful that you've joined in on this show. And it is no coincidence that you've joined in on this show. And, uh, you know, I, I welcome the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is in charge, not me. It's, it's my Heavenly Father who loves you. He loves you. He loves me. And it's a wonderful thing. And his grace is sufficient for you and for me. And he's not done with us yet. And that is such wonderful news. Because we're a work in progress. We haven't arrived and we won't until we see him in heaven. So don't beat yourself up over decisions you've made. Do what you can to correct if you can. Say you're sorry if you must. Create those relationships. Build those relationships. And you have a responsibility to be trustworthy. 
because if you're not trustworthy, you don't really deserve to have people that you that that you can trust. You don't. You need to be trustworthy. That means your word needs to be your word and you need to be trustworthy. Your word needs to be your word. Synonyms of discernment are wisdom, insight, perception, perceptiveness, perceptivity, uh, sapience, related words, acuity, acumen, clear-sightedness, keenness, penetration. These are all words that could describe or they're synonyms of the word discernment. Discernment is such a wonderful thing. It's, there's wisdom in it. There's wisdom in it because you take that breath, you take that step back, you gain the knowledge you need, you get the facts. You can't make any real decision until you have all of that because you could be, you know, garbage in, garbage out, right? You run a report. If you don't choose the right fields on the report, your, your report's going to be skewed, and then you make a decision based on the numbers or whatever you've got, and then you're making the wrong decision, so it's really important that we're asking the right questions, asking the right questions, gaining the right information, laying it out. It's like right now I have a decision to make on my software program, okay? And this is just something and I'm like, it's a big decision because there's a lot that goes into your software program and has to do a lot of things. And some have this, some have that. What's more important, this or that, Right. So I have three different things I'm looking at, and so I've asked every single one of these companies to give me their best deal and tell me the pros and cons. I want them to know what they're really good at, what you know, what might be lacking, which usually people don't want to share that because that hinders them getting the sale. But I really need to know all of this. And before I did this, I went on the Internet and I asked other companies what they're using and what they like and dislike. So I'm not just basing it on the sales presentation and the proposal. I'm, I am doing it on user-friendly. I'm doing it on who really feels really good about, you know, the support system that they get. Because isn't that equally important? When you have an issue, where do you go to get the, the, the issue solved? It's one thing. Have you ever had somebody that sold you something and they were so persistent on the sale? And then once you signed on the dotted line and you paid your money, Man, you don't hear from the person or the company for a year. That's not good. That's not what we want, is it? It's not what I want. So discernment, being discerning in your decision making is very important. So I'm going to read from Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. I love this book, and I refer to it quite often. And I don't read ahead of time. I just put the date, and I, and I put the little marker, and then I read. And every single time, I can tell you, every single time it applies to whatever it is the Lord presented to me to share on the show today. So here it is. Trust me and don't be afraid. I want you to view trials as exercises designed to develop your trust muscles. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Trust muscles. Trust. Isn't that what I was talking about? You live in the midst of fierce spiritual battles, and fear is one of Satan's favorite weapons. When you start to feel afraid, affirm your trust in me. In me, meaning God. Speak out loud. If circumstances permit, resist the devil in my name, and he will slink away from you. Refresh yourself in my holy presence. Speak or sing praises to me, and my face will shine radiantly upon you. Now, what this is saying is something that I practice regularly, and I rebuke the devil in Jesus' name, and you can do the same. There's something about it, and it says right here that you need to do it out loud. 
You need to speak this out loud. Did you know the devil can't hear your thoughts? He only hears what you say out of your mouth. So guard your mouth. Don't say something that you don't want the devil to hear. And I mean that. Guard your tongue. Remember that there is no condemnation for those who belong to me. You have been judged not guilty for all eternity. Trust me and don't be afraid, for I am your strength, song, and salvation. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I love that. Can you, can you picture him fleeing right now? I can. I've told him I'm spitting on him. He has no place here. Just get out of here. You're done. You know, you've, you're already defeated in Jesus' name. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8, 1 and 2. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Isaiah 12, 2. I hope this has been helpful for you. I really do. You know, my life... Right now, uh, with the six decades, <laughs> that's just even crazy for me to even think. Six decades? Are you kidding me? Uh, my family is putting together a celebration, and it's happening like this weekend. And the celebration is, here's my thought. Okay, I'm, I'm 60 years old. I, I, I just can't even believe that. I feel like I'm 25, maybe 30. But I've been thinking lately that there's been quite a few funerals, quite a few people that I know that have died recently. And when I go to these celebrations of life or funerals, um, I hear all these wonderful things being said. And then you hear about Whitney Houston and all these public figures that have died and, and all of the, you know, just things that they accomplished or people that they changed their lives because of this or that and things that you didn't know about so-and-so and you're going, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. And then you see the people that have been touched by this person that's not there. The, the package is there, but the spirit's not there. And I'm picturing the spirit as up above, looking down, smiling on how that life that's up there, looking down, affected so many. And they didn't come if it was affected negatively. They're only coming because it was affected positively. And my thought was, is that I just think that's so sad. Not that these people are, are, are uh, coming and, and just experiencing this together to uh, go through this grief process together and, and to be there to support one another and share the experience with others, but that the person that changed or affected, impacted their lives wasn't physically there with them. So for me, I want an opportunity to say thank you for those. You know, some people come in your life and leave your life like really fast and you're wondering why, but it's a God appointment. But I want to just be able to tell people just how much they mean to me and how they've impacted my life. And I think it's so important, and I just want to do this. And I'm thinking, why not now? This is the best time. This is a better time than any other time I can think of where I can do this, but also for the other way around, is that, you know, we all need encouragement. We all need inspiration. I want to know how I can be better. I want to know what I can do to um, impact even further and deeper. 
and and all of us need to understand the ripple effect. All of us need to understand that that we are impacting each other. You know, I didn't understand uh, something. I was married 32 years. I'm not married now, and it's sad, but I'm not married now. I'm not going to go there because it's a longer story than I've got right now. Um, But what I understood later on is that marriage is a ministry. It's a ministry because we impact so many people in our marriage. If you're married and you're looking at your marriage and you're not understanding that it is a ministry for each other, you're ministering to one another, to your children, to those that you come in contact with, your church family, your work family, everything. Just understand that it is a ministry. And you, you are an ambassador to Christ if you are a believer. And you need to understand that you impact people every minute of every day. So make choices. Live your life with no regrets if you can. And if you, if you make a mistake, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. God's grace is sufficient. So all you need to do is recognize it, say you're sorry to whoever it is, and move on. And understand that God loves you no matter what. I just want you to be a blessing each and every day. Look for opportunities to serve him and serve others. And you have a wonderful day. And, you know, look for that discernment. Be discerning. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.